0: This is the epilogue audio experience.
1: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast with me, Suchita. And this is a special episode, a series on artists and mental health that gets cross-pollinated between our two podcasts, The Artist and The SOS Show. Our special guest is Bernard Beitman, MD, founding director of The Coincidence Project, which encourages people to tell each other their synchronicity and serendipity stories. His book, Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Serendipity and Synchronicity Happen. Describes their wide range of uses and explanations Tells us that there's a deeper energy that connects us And that energy could be communicating with us consistently I for one feel it all the time Understanding and connecting with this energy Enables us to go beyond our daily survival mode And take a look at life from a higher perspective This enhances our work and our overall daily well-being If you experience these coincidences Do tell us your story. Connect with us on our Insta handles, the SOS Show Pod and the Dot Artists Podcast. Hi, Bernard. Welcome to our podcast, the SOS Show and the Artists. And uh, thank you for being here. And thank you for sending me your amazing book after I sort of connected with you and I read it in one go uh, when it reached me. And uh, I've heard your podcast. And I've been on your website. In fact, I I heard all of your podcasts. And I just thought that this was such a fantastic opportunity to tell you that I experience meaningful coincidences all the time.
0: Well, Well... I think that's why you wanted me here. And and what what we can do uh, as a representative of someone who experiences a lot of meaningful coincidences, we can try to understand what they mean to you and hopefully what they mean to our your audience or our audience today, because yeah. there's a, there's a lot of usefulness to these things, both. Uh, Practically and spiritually, and most importantly, psychologically, as we're talking about mental health things here too. So there's a lot we can talk about, and I'll mention first that that uh, probably uh, in India, but also certainly here in the United States, a lot of mental health practitioners, when they hear somebody saying, "Oh, I experience a lot of synchronicities," they want to give them pills. They think they're crazy, and. That's probably true in India too. Is that right?
1: No, actually that I think in India, I think India has more of a spiritual country, I would say, um, because we don't know how things work here. You know, everybody's like clustered together and still everybody's living in. Everybody seems to be happy without nothing as well, you know? So I feel that there's more spirituality and a deeper connect with the unknown here. And I think Perhaps a lot of us has been, have been brought up like that. Uh, so I feel that I have a very deep spiritual side to me. And as you have mentioned in your book about synchronicities and serendipities and serialities, um, that is something that I constantly experience when it comes to the numbers. So I wanted to discuss that with you. And I have discussed this with a lot of my other colleagues and friends in fact, also with Rohan who is on the podcast and his father who runs. Um, I feel that this is something that we believe in a lot. So uh, just to start, Bernard, can you tell me that do you think this is, we do not think it's crazy. We believe in it. But what is it that you as as an American, um, what is it that thing that made you start getting into it?
0: Well, I've had a lot of, meaningful coincidences in my life. Oh. Um, and as I describe in my book, uh, um, there are two two of them that really got to me. One of them when I was eight or nine and my dog got lost. And, and I got lost looking for him and we found each other. Uh, and it was so important for that nine-year-old boy to find his dog. Uh, yeah. And so, and it was, I got lost and he, he was there and uh, he jumped up on my leg. I was on my bicycle and he kind of said, what took you so long? Uh, f- for us to run into each other, he had to take four turns. I just had to take one wrong turn. Wow. So that was, that was an emotion. Uh, synchronicities yeah. are emotional many times. So I remember that and I can tell the whole story another time, but it, it struck me a lot. My father, and another, the other part of this was, my f- father got me that dog. He knew that I needed a dog. I, boys and dogs. I mean, I needed a friend, and it, it, I didn't have one. The way this dog was my friend. His name was Snapper. So my father was very important in that way, and other ways with me. And then when I was uh, when I was thirty-one years old. Um, I was choking uncontrollably in San Francisco. I couldn't stop choking. Uh, I couldn't stop, and it was uh, it was February 26, um, 1973, and uh, I couldn't stop. And then the next, it finally stopped choking. And the next day, my brother called me and said our father had died, and he he died with bleeding into his own throat, and he choked on his own blood while I was choking myself. So it happened around the same time, 11 a.m., 11 p.m. San Francisco time, uh, 2 a.m. Wilmington, Delaware time, 3,000 miles away. My father and I were experiencing something very similar. So I wondered uh, about that too. And uh, one of my questions had been, do other people experience the pain of a loved one at a distance? and? My research and the research here at the University of Virginia has suggested indeed it happened. So it must have happened to you as well uh, if you experienced lots of coincidences. just happened with a patient of mine. <clears throat> so why don't you tell us one of yours?
1: Um, many of them. In fact, Bernard, um, I, I feel that okay, I, I, I write down all my synchronicities. And I write down my serendipities and I write down my numbers like A couple of days back, I was a bit sort of miffed because of something, and I was not able to get an answer to how to solve it. And uh, I have this habit of waking up in the middle of the night. I'll suddenly wake up and I'll check the time. And most of the time, the time is either 333 or it's 444 or it's 111. And When I get up in the morning, I write it down that I saw 444 at 3.30 a.m. today, you know, or I saw 333. Now, you've mentioned that in your book that numbers have a very deep. uh, In fact, Carl Jung also said this, that there is a spiritual connect to things that we are not being able to decipher. So what do you think of this? What are your thoughts? I I did not I cannot share it with many people because what if they don't understand what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah for some reason I'm hearing more and people telling me about what you just said the, people call them angel numbers no and how it happens that you wake up and see the 333 one of the, the most favorite one that i hear is uh 41s 1111 uh it's that's the only number on a 12-hour clock that um has four numbers of the same in it. 24-hour clock you can do 2222. 22. Now the best thing I heard about that is whether how that happens I don't know, but it makes people think spiritually. Those angel numbers make you look more deeply into what might be going on behind them and that's the most important part of these angel numbers is they make you wonder about how that happens and they make you feel connected with something greater that's the general impact so you feel like at least you're on the right path Uh, numbers like that make you feel you're doing the right thing And that kind of confirmation is so valuable to all of us to make. It's like a a parent saying you did good. Uh, And that's that feeling is wonderful uh, to be complimented like that.
1: And invariably, whatever problem I'm facing, I always see some kind of these numbers at some point of the day. And that problem eventually gets solved.
0: So it, what, what I think you just said was that when you see the number, you get more optimistic about yeah. that the problem will be solved. Yeah. And be, believe me, you know this, you're very mental health oriented. Optimism helps things work out well. Yeah. Uh, and that's so important that you've had, feeling positive positive allows you to look for solutions where if you're involuted, if you're angry or scared, you don't look around as much for possible solutions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, Bernard, you also mentioned in the book, uh, this reading was, um, which Carl Jung also said was about experiencing um a very strong telepathy. It's uh the term that you have coined is simulpatit simulpatity if I'm if I'm sort of yeah. Simulpathy and it's a mind to mind connect. And again, this is something that I've experienced and I constantly experience even with people I do not know. Like they are in my vicinity but I have never interacted with them. But they could be my friends, friends or there could be somebody uh, you know who is part of the fraternity, and it's like a clear communication, some kind of an energy that sort of gets transmitted. Now, when I'm talking about this, you also mentioned and answered here that uh, the existence of a tunnel between the minds.
0: Existence of what?
1: A tunnel. A tunnel between the minds. Tunnel. Yeah, a
0: tunnel between minds. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah, I can describe that if you want. Um,
1: yeah. Have you experienced it yourself?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. the, the, fun, the fun thing is uh, thinking about somebody and they're thinking about you at the, around the same yeah. time. Yes. But, th- but picking up on strangers, I don't do. But I have other people who do um, pick up something about strangers, Uh, like a guy in New Jersey uh, has a feeling to go over to New York to a certain um, shop in Manhattan in New York City. And the reason he's supposed to go over there is there's a guy that's in trouble. A teenager is about to kill himself. Yeah. And so the guy shows up and helps prevent the guy from com- committing suicide. And he goes on to be a spiritual teacher, uh, the guy he helped. Uh, and th- that, that, that those stories happen. Uh, the most common one is thinking about somebody and they call you or they contact you. That's, that's a fairly common one. You have you have an experience of being able to pick up the minds of a person separate from you that you don't know. They're, they're more commonly take place between people who know each other. There are people who have simultaneously the same dream. And the reason why they can they know that is because they're close and can tell each other. But if you pick up something from a stranger, you have to be told that you're actually picking up something from the stranger. So you um, still have to make contact, and the
1: stranger Bernard invariably uh, comes in my network. After that, like and, I, I get a communication uh, through a friend, you know, about that stranger. So stranger, as in there is a friend, friend's friend, or anybody in the fraternity. So I get a sort of, a key, you know, the the person was. Sort of, uh, so heard you about your podcast. Now, how something do you like
0: know, that. How do you know? Oh, how do you know that you picked up what you thought you picked up from that person who now becomes part of your network? How do you know?
1: Um, I, you know, I. Do, it, you just know, like I don't know. It's some kind of an energy which is not. I'm not able to describe. It's something. Uh, you know that image when you think of somebody, and you know you you know the faces of people. And suddenly those faces come in your mind, despite the fact, that, like, I don't know you, Bernard, but suppose that I I know somebody in between you and I'm just uh, scrolling through some social media timeline and then I see you there as a third person's timeline. And I don't know, something happened, some kind of an energy, it's very, uh, it's very surreal. Um, it's not, you cannot describe it. And then that person sort of connects you th- through your friend
0: okay okay i understand what you mean and telepathy usually means uh information being exchanged yeah yeah and, and what you what you're talking about here is you pick up an energy about that person and maybe an image of that person and that person comes into your life it's almost yeah. like it's almost like a, a precognition yes. where you you kind of know that person's coming yeah, uh, and all this stuff does get mixed up. You're right about telepathy and precognition, but you you're able to pick up the energy of that other person and know somehow that that energy belongs to that person, and then recognize that person when that person enters into your your group. That that's that that's that's that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that-
1: how does that happen? So that means that we are. All deeply interconnected, as you mentioned in the book. But what is that energy that connects us? You know, it's sort of.
0: What is the energy that connects us? All of us. Uh, yes. Um, it's uh, it's variations on love. I'm pretty sure um it's what do we mean by love and love energy it's a heart thing and i imagine that you have a large heart uh, from listening to your podcast you really want to do something positive for mental health in india and you're deeply committed to doing that. So you, you're a loving person and you're imbued with a spiritual drive to open your heart to others and have them be able to open their hearts to you. So you're, you have an energy field around you. And what is that energy? Uh, we can call it electromagnetism. Yeah. We can call it that. Uh, there's something about that and at a distance where electromagnetism might not work, but let's call it a some kind of field. I call it, I call it the psychosphere. Uh, as you saw in my book, I describe our mental atmosphere through which we we exchange energy and information with what's around us. We pick it up from us, what's around us, and we send it out to what's around us. And we are all in this one mind thing. A lot of people want to say it's the universe. And uh, OK, the universe is very large. Uh, I'm preferring to say we have an atmosphere around us here on Earth like the air atmosphere. And this air atmosphere contains this psychosphere like the air atmosphere contains this energy and information. And you are very open and you by being open, you pick up stuff. And that energy and information that's around you, you can pick up. Now, I have a way of being able to think about that more. That's a tunnel between minds is what I suggested. Now, what do you think about the idea of a higher higher self? Do you have a higher self? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a
1: a, a practicing Buddhist, actually, uh, where we talk about the concept of higher self, which means that you're meditating on your highest self. That is, is what you aspire to be, a complete human. As Nietzsche said, that the Superman you're uh-huh. trying to be.
0: Ah, the higher self in your, in your terms are, is, become, is becoming what self-actualizing, uh, some people might say, uh, mm. or becoming individuated, which is Jung's term for that. Become mm. the best you can be is what the U.S. Marines what yes. tell their people to do. That's, so that's what you mean by a higher self. Well, I'm more literal than that. Uh, I say there's a higher self of each of us in the psychosphere and the psychos and this higher self is higher than it's actually higher than us. It's up there and it's like think of it like a balloon floating around up there and it's connected to our minds and this balloon can see things, has a better perspective on what's going on down here than we do because we're on this flat land and the the balloon higher self can see more and can communicate down to you. So it sees this person who's going to come into your life and can see that it's going to happen and communicates to you in the way you can receive it, which is with a kind of a, you call it a strange energy with an image and people pick things up in different ways. And that's... That's the way you pick it up. So your higher self says, uh, Suchita, they say, um, hey, there's some guy coming into your field of vision in a couple of days or in a week or so. And that's the, a simple way for me to say it. But that's what the communication is. And then you recognize that person. But that higher self is in the psychosphere being able to say, Suchita, there are things happening and I'm going to tell you what it is. And then you see what it is when it actually happens.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah that's um th- that's a um, you know a beautiful way to put it bernard but there is but have you felt
0: you.
1: have you felt bernard in terms of you know you've written the books um there is something extremely strong and deep that is beyond the understanding of human beyond what we see you know and why isn't that science uh, has been able to, and you also mentioned this about about in the in your book that why hasn't science uh, dwelt deeper into synchronicities and serendipity researches uh, to be able to incorporate that that in human life? Because if you're able to involve more and more lives and make them believe in it, I think the wellness and the the whole concept of wellness and our our mindset of survival uh, and fight in life can go beyond just living uh, for survival. I mean, we'll have a deeper understanding of why we are here.
0: Suchita, that's a beautiful song you just sang. That's uh, what I believe also. Uh, and if I have a Psychology Today blog and a recent yeah. post sa- says there's data Showing that synchronicity awareness improves uh, well being, just as what you're saying. So, pe- some people need the data, and we're getting the data to be able to support it. But, but more importantly, what you're talking about. Is that we need that we can use meaningful coincidences to make the world better. It makes us, it makes us more spiritually aware. Makes us see how we're connected with each other. And you ask why science isn't interested in doing this. Well, I I love this phrase: uh, ontological shock. Uh, Ontological shock is when you have an experience that blows your mind, that makes you have to think that the reality you believe in is not the reality that's actually there. Science doesn't want to change its way of thinking. They want to stay with uh, the materialistic I'm an individual separate from everybody else thing. However, I hope you'll f- you'll feel uh, heartened by the fact that Primary care physicians and other physicians who are practicing integrative medicine, that is mind-body medicine, are more and more interested in synchronicity. I just did a, uh, a webinar with a group of... Uh, alumni of integrative medicine program in the University of Arizona. And a lot of them are very much interested in synchronicity, and they wanted to hear more about it. But they're not being confirmed in their experience. And my job and your job having me on your show, Suchita, is to be able to allow people to feel that this is an okay thing to experience and not okay, but it's a wonderful thing to experience. There's a lot for helping the world become a better place if we continue to be more and more aware of meaningful coincidences.
1: Yeah, I feel that uh, it's a very important thing. I think, um, uh, if we dwell deeper, and you also mentioned this in your book, uh, where you have written uh, uh, on page 13 that um, Carl Jung maintained that synchronicity served the quest for self-realization, personal yeah. and spiritual growth, deeper experience of human interconnectedness. Yes. So uh, Carl Jung said that, and we still have, humans are not ready to explore the side of our existence, which actually could be the real existence.
0: Yes. Versus. Yes. Yes. Uh, There's a, there's a, there's a need to put the two together of this technological thing that we've got now with the spiritual, the many, many people and indigenous people, um, Buddhists still in some places, certainly uh, in Tibet, when there was the freedom to be able to uh, to be spiritual, uh, that that needs to be integrated with the technological advances that we've made because we're not going to get away from that. And I'm trying to be able to think of ways artificial intelligence can be used to accelerate human awareness of meaningful coincidences so we can have this kind of spiritual life that we that you and I are talking about, but I want to make sure we don't ignore something that tends to get ignored in talking about spirituality. And I don't think you do, but let me see, because what I hear is spiritual people becoming more spiritual, connecting with source, with God, with Brahman, however you want to be able to say it, but they ignore how we need to continue to figure out how to get along with each other, that people are not good at managing interpersonal relationships. And synchronicity can help show how we're connected and then help us work on how to relate to each other. But psychotherapy as a as a way to help people understand it's not just about you and the spiritual development it's about you and being able to be loving with each other to be able to learn how to love and be loved in return
1: yeah yeah and if we sort of uh do more uh spread or of uh, if we do more awareness about it, like you mentioned, uh, to awareness in organizations, uh, in corporates, um, to in schools, I think the way we have defined the culture so far, uh, our culture might sort of take a complete shift because, as you said, synchronicity will make us feel. Uh, more connected to something deeper and also to each other, and the conflicts are going to get resolved. Uh, We might not get into the space of like a Ukraine-Russian war, or we might not get even into our interpersonal uh, conflicts uh, at home or in office if we understand uh, the deeper aspects of synchronicity that it's connecting us to something deeper. And that is going to like really shift the culture and our well-being in return.
0: I I strongly agree with you, Suchita. I strongly agree with you. I'm trying to make sure that we continue to add. Once you see how we're connected, we have to be able to work on the usual interpersonal problems that people have with each other. In the United States is a terrible endemic of narcissism. And it's it's also true in other places, uh, I, from what I understand. And we this is like capitalism writ large in people's minds. It's I'm the only important person here, and it's not true. We are here connected, but there's still the need that I that I would have you think about this question. Think about this question that I like to ask people to consider. Asking you, Sichita what do you think what do you think i think of you Like right now well you you can do that now but i what you this is what i'm asking people to do is to think about that question you can answer it if you want but that's a that's a hard question what what do you think i think of you yeah
1: i feel that um um how do we like the your book is so important Bernard? and thank you thank um, you it's um but how do we sort of how do we take it to
0: uh the next level
1: the next level like how do we create more awareness when it comes to uh like i mentioned the corporates the the schools the children um you know, you know lay people our own families i mean How do you tell them? How do you explain these things to them?
0: Uh, That's my mission, really, Suchita. Um, uh, My mission is to do that, is to spread the word. And how do I'm how am I doing that? I've formed the Coincidence Project, uh, uh, which is to the idea of the Coincidence Project is to encourage people to tell each other coincidence stories. That's 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 what we do so that on. On Saturdays, um, one, once a month, third, third Saturday of each month, we have the Coincidence Cafe where people tell each other coincidence stories. But that's, that's, that's the beginning of it. I formed a live in-person thing here in Charlottesville, Virginia, where we call it the Coincidence Community. Uh, Charlottesville coincidence community where we're trying to put meaningful coincidences into the consciousness of this town and by extension into larger populations. How to do that? You've said it. We need to get to younger people. We need to g- teach this in school. Uh, So that's why um, right-wing Republican people in the United States want to tell kids what to think without, so they want to keep newer ideas out. They want to keep the old ideas in because they know that if these new spiritual psychological things get into schools, that their reality will change. And ontological shock is what they too are fighting. They don't want to change the way they think about the world. So we need to have, we need, Have little books that are that are geared towards kids, and maybe you know this, but Generation Z, Gen Z people on TikTok are very much involved with spiritual things, including synchronicity. So I'm trying to get out now with my message into TikTok with my social media people, so that I can try to reach people in the younger age groups. There are people. Uh, and you might want to talk to one of them who are who are dealing with uh, organizations and synchronicity or leadership and synchronicity. Um, a guy uh, in Indonesia, uh, a guy in Indonesia, I think, got a Ph.D. in uh, leadership and synchronicity, and he, he likes to he, he consults with leaders. So it's happening out there. What you're describing is happening, but we need more people like you with your heart and your mind to try to bring synchronicity into India, because I don't know of anybody except Deepak Chopra, who's written about this, but more for a U.S. audience, not for an Indian audience, How do we how do we organize? And what I'd like to see in India is encouraging people to get together on, on some kind of social media. We, we use Zoom or in person and tell each other coincidence stories. Read my book so you have some idea about it or other books on the subject and tell each other coincidence stories and try to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because then it can give you a real deeper understanding of your own life, of why you are here. And what are you doing with it? And why are we here for a limited time?
0: Why are we here? So I've got my answer to that one. Uh, my answer to, to that one, we are here to learn and have a good time. I mean, planet Earth could be a really good playground. I mean, it's, it's really fun talking with you, for example. This is like, uh, this is like play for me uh, to be able to have this conversation with you. And that you can have more fun like this. I like to dance. I like music. I like to be able to figure out how reality works. I mean, what you asked is science hasn't gotten to the spiritual question. It's starting to do it, actually. But I I, I like to learn I'm curious, and you definitely are curious and to 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 be able to feed that curiosity with information about how reality works I mean that's a pleasure that's a pleasure and so I think we're here to learn and to be entertained by each other to have a good time uh is that's why we're here. We could have a really good time here on earth if we' behave ourselves
1: uh, yeah <laughs> yeah definitely. Tell me, Bernard, have you had a strong mind-to-mind connect uh, with somebody, say your friend or your family? Yeah,
0: yeah. My father and the, the, and choking was one example of that. Yeah. Uh, I like I I woke up early um, yesterday. And I wondered why I, I just was jazzed up. Well, my younger son is traveling to who was traveling to Hawaii yesterday. So he was very excited about going. So I, I was got excited, too. Uh, but I didn't. I mean, I, that's why I think I was oh, I woke up early. Uh, so, yes, uh, I, I I have connections with people i know i mean i'm a romantic so i like to have romance and romance is a breeding ground for synchronicity and for for mental connections yeah i shouldn't be romantic at this age i mean i should have given it up but i
1: oh, no. it's just too much fun <laughs> how sweet how sweet is that how sweet tell you Bernard. um in terms of you your own self um since you're talking and you have dwelt deep in uh coincidences have you felt your own higher self as you were talking have have, have you felt the energy are you a meditator do you try to sort of try and find an answer that you know what am i going through
0: oh yeah um I, I meditate pretty regularly uh, mm. i've learned to do uh, yoga nidra um, more recently wow. and okay. that's been a help and I have yeah. somebody working on my body um, and that's loosening my mm. my body so I can move a little even better than I was before so i i'm I'm trying to be able to to be open to um guides like i, I somebody I got somebody, found somebody who could get my guides to talk to me. So I got some pretty good advice from the guides. And right now, it's a little bit like. Um, I've got these headphones on, but these headphones are connected to, uh, some higher self thing. And so I get a voice telling me what to do or what not to do when I open up to it. So should I call this person? Should I not call this person? Should I do this? Should I do that? Sometimes it's pretty small things. Sometimes it's bigger things. Uh, So yes, I, I have a voice more and more, uh, that I can tune into that's, uh, giving me advice.
1: That voice that you're tuning into, Bernard, which I've experienced myself. How is it because, uh, or it gets sharpened because you are a meditator? Because if you're not, do you think you will not be able to tune in? If you're not spiritual, you'll not be able to connect?
0: Meditation really helps. Um, it really helps. But fundamentally, what helps is you have to believe that there's help around there. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. And so meditation is a way to be able to discover it. But I I was, I got a voice telling me to go left instead of right um uh several months ago and it it opened and, and I said to the voice why and the voice said you'll see and a bunch of great things happened as a result of that and mm. a big problem happened as a result of that that turned out to be a, a good thing to happen even though I didn't like it I really still don't like it but it was still I listened to that voice so when that voice uh when I heard that voice voice and what the results were i started listening so that was yeah, i started to believe that there might be help in that form as you do meditation if you take medit- do meditation and believe that there is the help there that really helps and how did you discover that there's a voice that talks to you that you can believe in that's a key question yeah how did you just dis- well, well, how did which I- which
1: i think it i think it gets sharpened once you silent your mind uh, during meditation and uh, which is why your connection to something which is inexplainable uh, which we are not able to define you know our connection to that inexplainable thing gets stronger once you sort of as Deepak Chopra also said that you know um, you actually in between your thoughts comes the enlightenment you know Uh, so once you Silent your thoughts is where I think you get connected to what we call a source or the higher self or our own higher self or something out there that is, you know, you know, observing us. We do not know what it is.
0: Well, we don't know what it is. And I've got a hypothesis about what it is. That, that higher self, like the balloon floating around. I have a yeah. an, an image a friend of mine did for me of uh, yeah. illustrating telepathy and the higher self. So it, this, uh, when you say, why isn't science doing something with this? I'm yeah. a scientist. I'm doing something about it. I've got a model for how it works with this higher self floating around in the psychosphere. And, and, yeah. and, and you can say that's source or you can say, and I'm not going to say it's not because it's all one one thing, it looks like the whole thing's one thing. It's what it looks like. But I like to be able to break it down into the details. And this higher self that each of us has is just for us. It's just for you. It's just for me. And we've got this connection that can give us information. And I think it's scientifically testable, my hypothesis that I'm just telling you.
1: So why not? Uh, why are you not able to scientifically test it? Then why not involve the whole community and uh, try and sort of you know uh, uh, make people you know give a proof of it because every, everybody needs a proof
0: not everybody and uh, we don't need not everybody needs scientific proof, you need experiential yeah. truth i 'm more interested in experiential truth yeah. than, and proof, but the scientific proof i 'm going after just because i 'm curious about it, and why yeah. haven't I done it? Money. people. The, the problem uh, the problem is the u s government here anyway and other governments don't spend money on this kind of kind of this kind of research and it's costly you need to be able to get a lot of people together to put something together to test out the hypothesis so I have a model I think it can be tested i'm looking for ways synchronicity for for things to come to me because maybe you know this, but I think it's important for our audience that what you're looking for is also looking for you sometimes. And isn't that, isn't that fun when that happens?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a quote
1: by Rumi. And you know, uh, I think Rumi living 2000 years, they already knew the answers, you know, everything was more clearer there. And right now we are so muddled into each other. It's, it's just not needed, you know, I think. Uh, so I hope, you know, if somebody is listening to this podcast and can support the experiment and um, can take it to the people who need proof, you know, the, the sub- people who are survival oriented will need proof because they are so stuck up there and we forget that there is something deeper out there that needs to be explored. I think, I hope that experiment happens. And uh, it you. can take the co- coincidences and synchronicities to wider people.
0: The, I- the idea is there. A simpler one that I want to do before that is that since you write down all your coincidences, yeah, uh, that we take your coincidences and use artificial intelligence to look for patterns in Suchita's synchronicities and serendipities because I think we each have a kind of tendency to have certain kinds of of coincidences that kind of like we have fingerprints we have our own little ways no, of lovely, doing huh? yeah we, we have our own things and I'd like to be able to say so she this is yours this is your basic pattern or these are your basic patterns do you have a basic pattern in mind of what, what you the kinds of coincidences you do besides the angel numbers
1: Uh, Do you think, okay, I'm just, I'm going to answer that. But before that, Bernard, do you think that if I able to understand the patterns, I can predict my future?
0: Um, It depends on the the patterns. It depends Mm. on what kind of patterns you have. Some people have precognitive patterns, but some people don't. But you know something? I have not had to think about that question And I bet you're right. I mean, I can't tell you intuitively. I think you're right. I can't explain it. But once you know what your synchronicity patterns are, that helps you because the patterns will repeat themselves. And so you can see them more clearly before they happen. Uh, So that's uh, that's yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right.
1: Yeah. And uh, the question that you asked me that if you know your patterns, do you know your patterns? You asked me. And, uh, I would say I, uh, besides the numbers that, you know, that solve a few things for me, uh, or maybe it's some kind of a connection, uh, to, to something that's higher that's trying to convey some message as they call the science. Uh, you've also mentioned about setting up intentions. If you set up strong intentions and if you're open to synchronicities, only then you'll be able to notice things. So uh, I begin the day saying that, OK, I'm open to the synchronicities that's going to happen today. So I'm already expect- expecting them. And when I'm expecting them, I'm more aware about them. And suddenly out of nowhere, something clicks and it just sort of comes to me. Uh, And it has happened quite a bit in the past since the time I've become more aware Uh, and I'm saying, okay, I'm open to it. Something happens and you do not know how that happens.
0: And part of the fun for me is figuring out how it happens. uh, But but a lot of people don't need to know how it happens. That's the that's the curious scientist in me to try to see how it happens. But you, you you one pattern of yours is angel numbers, which a lot of people do. A lot, of, and they're usually confirmatory for you, like you're doing the right thing, which is a common use of meaningful coincidences. But but some of the other ones include like picking up en- energy about other people. Uh, some you don't know, but how about the people that you do know? Could you tell me something about what the patterns are of what you pick up from people that you do know?
1: Um, I think uh, the people I do know. Uh, like so, like suppose if i'm thinking suppose i'm thinking of somebody who is at a far away distance uh i i'm not even thinking actually i'm not thinking but something will come something will come to me and tell me that that person is thinking about me right now and that person will call me i'm not even thinking
0: yeah you and get, some, yeah. I'm going to say you get the message from someplace, and I'll say it's your higher self seeing what the other person is doing. That's what I'll say. But and and you get the message that yeah, it's going and to happen.
1: The, I get the message it's going to happen tomorrow, and the person invariably will either send me a mail or or call me.
0: Okay, that is a that is you're a little more advanced. Um, A lot of people just say, I was thinking of somebody and they call me, but you kind of know they're going to call you. And that's I haven't heard that before. So that's really cool. That's just showing an advancement in your spiritual psychological development that you can feel it, hear it and know it that they're going to call yes. you that's really cool so you have a little bit of the precognitive thing going on in two different v- variations this person you don't know is going to come into your social circle and now you've got this one i'm going to get called by someone so you have a you're beginning to show what might be called a little precognitive capacities
1: yeah and i think uh everybody who meditates would develop these uh Capacities, I think. So that well, then, sort of really helps you in your daily handling of things well, or your I, life.
0: The the ancient um, uh, w- wisdom people warned us against getting caught up in these um, these miraculous things. Telepathy is being one of them. That you can get too self aggrandized is was the warning of people. Uh, trying to be able to say you can't get caught up in these uh, citrus. No, uh, I forget the name of the the name given to them. But this whole list like being able to bilocate, being in two places at the same time. Advanced meditators could do that, but they were warning p- meditators not to get too caught up in that capacity. And I disagree with that now because I think we need to be able to use the capacities you just described to be, to be able to show how we're interconnected. And deep meditators will be able to do that, yes. And you are 10,000 hours or more.
1: <laughs> yeah as Daniel Goldman has quoted, it so so great it was so much fun talking to you Bernard and there's so many more questions so much to explore and I hope that you know that experiment we can in some way you know come together to do it to uh, concretize you know the whole thing which is so palpable but we're not able to put our you know hands to it like we're not able to prove it to the world you know like like Come and join us you know because perhaps this could be the truth
0: it is the truth <laughs> well well it, it is part of it i mean the when you find the truth there's always more uh i mean it's it there's there's always you can always ask why you can always ask why and that's what the fun of this being alive is in this planet in this three-dimensional place is we can keep satisfying our need to wonder want to wonder and see what else is going on i very much appreciate your 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 uh, your heartfelt desire to collaborate with me on something and help it something happen. I think you're wonderful, by the way. Um, I think you really are. And I have enjoyed very much being surprised over and over again about how much you know and how much you feel. So I very much appreciate being able to learn about you and experience you in this discussion. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Bernard. And I hope to sort of stay in touch with you get more and do something in the space and take it out to the world in india and maybe you know ease the lives of people that's caught up into in mundane things and everyday mundane conflicts that are not needed once you know that there's something higher out there
0: yes Yes and yes. And that in, it includes the mundane conflict of with each other. I mean, yeah. I, I can't un- um, emphasize that more, is that spiritual development is not just about yourself. It's about being able to relate to other people in a better way. And that's often forgotten. And what I... I don't know. I really am, have enjoyed talking with you and I, I love how broadly you think uh, and how you want to help the mental health circumstances in India as so you so very much want to. And this can be a help. Uh, It can be a help. So if you find another, uh, find ways for us to continue doing something, uh, I really want to be able to hear from you um, so that I I can help you with what you're doing, as well as you can help me with what I'm trying to do.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely, Bernard. I'm going to be like, I'll keep my eyes open and see what comes. Maybe something will come to me soon and maybe Through me, it is going to happen. You don't know, you know. I'm open to what the universe is sending.
0: (laughs) Let me know what the universe sends you.
1: This was uh, an important episode for me because I, for one, I'm constantly open to these coincidences every day, like setting up an intention. And if you do that, you'll be able to be more aware about meaningful coincidences, which is synchronicities, serendipities and serialities. You can also buy Bernard Bateman's book Meaningful Coincidences. One thing that sort of really stood out for me was connecting with people through telepathy, which I had always believed in. Carl Jung said that synchronicities serve the quest for self-realization, personal and spiritual growth, and deeper experience of human connectedness. It amazes me that despite so much research from scholars like Carl Jung, we have not been able to pay attention to a phenomena like synchronicity and serendipity. I think if we do that, we might just be able to transform the entire culture the existence and the way we view life our day-to-day interactions with other humans take care guys and stay connected